0: As far as the logos go, I just
1: made a new website uh, but I'm not, I am I don't want to website. hear any complaints about You ended up approving, so I don't really care how it is that, you know, she made she made me do too much work to approve it. It doesn't matter. You approved the postcard. So this really comes down to you don't think she mailed them because you don't like the proof she gave you?
2: This is the plaintiff, Joanne Panish. She says she was hired by the defendant to print 5,000 postcards and mail them out to his client list for insurance policy renewals. She has proof from the post office she mailed them. He approved them before she did. And just because he didn't get any business from them doesn't mean she doesn't deserve to be paid. That $2,320.56, just what she's suing for. This is the defendant, Mike Sabino. He says the plaintiff provided him with flimsy proof. She mailed out what she claims was four to 5,000 cards. It doesn't make sense. She actually did, because he didn't even get one phone call. He disputed her services with her. Next thing he knows, she goes and charges his credit card. So he disputed the charge, and here they are. He's accused of not mailing a payment.
0: All parties, please raise your right hands.
2: What you are about to witness is real. The litigants are not actors. They are involved in legitimate disputes, and they have agreed to have those disputes settled here in our forum,
0: the People's Court. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor.
1: Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay, Ms. Panish. Uh, you have a, uh, a printing service call, uh, you actually have a franchise of a Sir Speedy printing service, correct? Yes. Tell me what happened here. The defendant was a client of yours, and he refuses to pay for some services. What did he hire you for?
3: So back on April 9th of last year, he contacted me because, uh, He's in the industry, uh, insurance industry, uh, selling to food and beverage type businesses. And evidently, those people were getting notices of cancellation, which was very confusing. So he wanted to create a postcard to send out to all those people with someone that looked a little confused on it um, and trying to explain his services to be able to get new business. Uh, We did, you know, he gave us an idea of what he wanted. Uh, We sent him the pricing and a credit card authorization form. He completed both of those to begin the production of the order. And about a week later, we sent him proofs, two different designs that he could choose from. He chose design number two, but he wanted to make some changes. So we made the changes that he wanted, and we sent him an additional proof. And then he wanted to make more changes by adding social media logos and logos for an association, restaurant associations he belongs to. So the social media logos were simple. We had all those, but I didn't have access to the logos for the association. So I had to ask him to get them for us. Took a few weeks, but he did. And so then we provided a new proof. And then he wanted to make some more changes. So we made the new changes. And along the way, I explained the additional changes would have additional charges to go with them for the setup, and he agreed. Uh, So we made the changes, and I think we were about the fourth proof or maybe the fifth proof when we finally came to something that he could approve. And he did approve. Um, He asked us to print 5,000 postcards, but he and the did cost for the 5000
1: is the $2,320.56? Yes,
3: that includes... That includes postage for how many of them? Uh, the original mailing list he gave me, which was about 2,000 of them. He wanted okay. to split it up into um, an order that would go out, say, in June, and then save some for the fall, when more people would be getting this same kind of letter, and he'd give me a new mailing list and I would mail more in the fall, but he would get the benefit of printing
1: all 5,000 at one time, which is a less expensive way to do it. Okay. Let me ask you, Mr. Sabino, um, I can see from looking at the evidence that there was a lot, in fact, a lot of back and forth and that there was the approval, ultimately, of the postcards that got printed. Um, And I can also see that you did say, okay, just mail out about, it was, I think it was 1,975 of them that got mailed out. so why is it that you contested the, the credit card payment? Because you charged on the credit card this amount that we're talking about? Yes. And then, so you had it on your side, and then you, Mr. Sabino, disputed the charge, correct?
4: Correct. And
1: correct. Um, the credit card company went with you on that, correct?
0: Correct. To my company, yes. They okay. honored the credit.
1: Okay. So now what I'd like to ask you is, why won't you pay?
0: Because when I asked for the proof of the postage mailing... I never got it. It took several requests. When I did get it, it was like a scanned piece of paper that I never saw in my 25 years of being in business of doing mailings. Normally you get a postal receipt from the post office that has the amount of units. And in this case, when she did the postage, she wanted and paid for the postage on her own with her funds. And in my past, every postal company, mailing company that we used, they would always ask for a separate check made out to the actual postmaster. And in the past with Joanne and her company, she always needed money up front. She needed money to make the postcard. She needed money to do this. She needed money to print. Well, she said she advanced the money to the post office. I said, okay. But in the past, I would always do the check direct to the post office and I would get a receipt from the post office that said 567 units went out. So I never got that. All I got was this barcode and then I got an email to contact the post office that's in my town to see if it went out. When I went to the post office, they said, we can't determine if it was your mailing or anybody else's mailing. So when I went back to her, I'm like, where is the actual receipt that I supplied people's court? And I also supplied to her. And she goes, we don't do it that way. But when I went to the post office, they said, everybody does it that way. So I don't know if my units were mailed. She mailed units to maybe her clients, or I don't know who they went to because the barcode that she gave to me had no paper trail whatsoever. So to back it up a step, when we hired her to do the job two weeks went by and she says you have to handwrite the postcard how you want it to look and i said well i paid you to do the graphic arts i'm not a graphic art so originally the deal was supposed to take two to three weeks it turned into two months i agree i made some changes but the first two weeks she came back and asked me to make the postcard i'm like how do i make a postcard so then i hand wrote it put little pictures here as far as the logos go I just made a new website. Two uh, but' weeks I'm not, ago I, new I don't want to hear any
1: complaints about you ended up approving, so I don't really care how it is that, you know, she made she made me do too much work to approve it. It doesn't matter. You approved the postcard. So this really comes down to you don't think she mailed them because you don't like the proof she gave you. Did you get any calls as a result of this?
0: No, no calls, not one call.
1: So you feel right. So you didn't get anything out of it, so you feel like you shouldn't have to pay for it. And you'd like you'd like to really get some good proof that the mailing went out. Now, you, uh, Ms. Panesh, you provided us and the defendant with a printout. Where did you get that printout? Who creates that printout that shows 1,975 items uh, and the amount of the postage that was paid? Where do you physically, get, where did you get that from?
3: Okay, I use a mail house that does the addressing for me. And they have the postal software, so they entered everything. They uploaded his mailing list that he provided, and they sorted it so that it would go in the way the postal needs it with the barcode and all of that to be printed on the postcard. They printed it. They generated the paperwork out of the um, software program, and they delivered it to the post office. Now, when Mike did okay, like I my have a question original. for you.
1: Who generates that piece of paper? This third-party mailing company that you subbed it to, right? Yes, I just, just so then subbed just a second, just a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, if you hired a third-party mailing company rather than taking it directly to the post office, um, this is their paperwork. This is not post office paperwork that they provided you it's, with. It's post office software.
3: That they in the in the software program, you upload the mailing list, it sorts the mailing list, it determines the postal rate, it issues barcodes, they take that file and print it on all of the postcards. Then that paperwork, along with my check, I made
1: the check out to let the postmaster. Ask, let me ask you a question. okay, that's what I want. All right. So someone wrote a check to the postmaster. It I wasn't did, yes. him. Oh, okay. Do you have a copy of that check? Yes. All right. I have, uh, but is it to the third party or to the post office? To the post office. Okay. There it is. Yes. So now that is the exact amount and that's the day that his stuff went out? That is. Yes. How does he know that? How will he know that? Well, I did because he was concerned.
3: I did go back to the business mail entry unit supervisor to request proof of mailing that would identify that that paperwork with that check was his postcard. And they did give me that. Basically, um, I have an email here from July 10th, which was a proof of mailing. I received it from the supervisor at the postal service, and I sent it to him along with her direct
1: contact information, her name, her phone number, her email. Okay. Hold on one second, and I want to see that. Give me one moment.
3: Uh, the date on it, that I, it looks like it was July 19th. And it's written
1: from the post office to you?
3: Yes. It's written from uh, Ayana, who was the BMEU su- uh, supervisor at the time.
1: And according to you, you didn't get anything from the post office. And this is an email from the post office. All right, you see where it says in this email, Hi Joanne, proof of mailing. Is there an attachment to this? Yes. Show me the attachment. Yes. Okay, so that's what came attached to, I got it. I want you, Mr. Sabino, can you see that? Yes, I could. Let me ask you a question. At some point, she sends you the contact. Do you ever call the postal service and say, I still don't believe it got mailed? Because your answer for not paying for this cannot be, hey, it's turned out to be a bad mailing. I didn't get any clients from it, so I'm not going to pay you. You've got to really show me proof that they didn't mail it. She's gone to the Postal Service. She's gotten the printout from them. It's the attachment to that email. What more do you need to see that it was done? She also sends you a separate email where she tells you, here's the contact person. Call them. Did you ever call them, Mr. Yes, I did I actually, did you I actually
0: went there, Your Honor. And I what did they there? say? Now,
1: we I never mailed there. anything?
0: No. For starters, I don't have that email, and I don't have that receipt from the, post office, from the third party. You the do? Hold on. Party. You
1: have the receipt. No, no, no. Do you have this document?
0: I never received that.
1: Okay. What documents did you receive? Because I see emails where she says, I sent it to you already. I'm sending it to you again on these emails. What did you receive? Show me, you show me what you received from her.
0: I sent you everything that I received. And I'll show it yeah, to you. Yeah, I know. And I this is this. part this, of it. So this is I don't the proof know. I got.
1: That's not the, the only thing you received. I see the email. Put that down. I see the email where I'll, she sent I'll you this. i show every page, I'm going to show you every Put that page? down. Yeah, I want I want you to show me every page of everything she sent to you as proof. All
0: right, there's like 80 pages. you have time for that?
1: That's right. So, no, I have, plen- I have plenty of time, but I don't need to take the time. Because I am seeing here, right, that, well, and I, I know she proof. sent you this. All
0: right, am I going to have a chance to talk, okay. or am I just going to get blasted here?
1: No, what you're going to get I've been is down this road. I've been doing mailings right?
0: for 27 years. I did not get the receipt. Yeah. If I got the receipt... I wouldn't be asking for the receipt. If I got a copy of the check, can I the ask copy you, of the what of the check? is this?
1: What is this document right here? What do, you, what do you think this is since you've been doing it for so long? I don't have it? that,
0: but it looks like a okay, receipt, I can't Okay, hold on, I'm going to make it bigger.
1: It. This is a document. Is this the document that comes from the third party or is this the document that comes directly from the Postal Service, Ms. Panesh?
3: That was directly from the Postal Service.
1: Right, but you've never seen a document like this. All right, I got it. So tell me, I never Mr. Did. Sabino, never I, I, got, I, I heard you, I heard you, but now you're looking at all this stuff, and now what are your feelings? Should you have to pay or should you not have to pay? Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today, or visit Angie.com. That's A N G I dot I see all the emails where she sends you things over and over, but let's just let's just talk about this. You've seen some documents today. Have you changed your tune? Do you feel that in fact she did pay for the mailing and that you should have to pay for it?
0: And not if at all. not.
1: Why not? I don't know if they're fraudulent. Why? I don't
0: know if they're photocopied from another client. How am I supposed to know that? I never had a chance to look at it. I had never one chance to look okay. at it. The copy of the check's new to me. That's new to me. This mailing started in the beginning of April of 2019. It went all the way to July. She couldn't find a logo. I know you don't care what happens today. I've been doing mailings for 27 years. I'm up in 27 years. No, I, I, I care everybody. very
1: deeply what happens today. I care very deeply what happens today. I do too. And what I needs pay all to happen bills. today is I need right. to make sure that someone who did work gets paid for their work. Let me know when this yeah, is finished, Yeah, I will right? let you know when it's well, you're finished. you're finished right word. now. All right? Um, I've heard uh, everything I need to hear. I've seen all the proof from the post office. The mailings went out. Just sometimes, that's how the cookie crumbles. You don't get the business. I'm finding in favor of the plaintiff and the amount of the entire $2,320.56.
4: Mr. Sabino, the defendant, let me ask you, what do you think of the judge's decision here?
0: That's the way the cookie crumbles, she said, right? That's the way it crumbles, I guess. It's not fair. I never got any of those documents, but it is what it is, you know? I got the documents today via uh, FaceTime on this uh, computer. I never saw them prior to today. So if she had them, I asked for them several times. She should have gave them to me. But it is what it is. You can't fight the system. That's the way the system works.
4: Let me ask you a quick question. You said out of all of these postcards that got mailed out, and obviously the plaintiff proves she mailed them, you didn't get one response. Who did the creative work on this mailing? The sales pitch. She
0: originally made me create it after I hired her. She made me handwrite it, and then her graphic art team took over from there. I'm not a graphic artist. I mean, the bottom line is...
4: It it doesn't speak too well for the design of the pitch. How do you explain you didn't get one response?
0: Well, you know what, uh, sir? I don't even know your name. I just got aggravated from the judge. I don't need to get aggravated from you. It is what it is. The decision's made. So, I insure five hundred restaurants okay. and bars throughout the tri-state area, and they're all closed right now. So, I'm trying to get them all refunds, and time is money right now. So, the decision's made. So, let's just move forward,
4: right? Very good. All right. So thank you very much. You do have to pay her, though. Miss Panish. let me ask you, after all this time, you're finally going to get paid. How do you feel?
3: I feel great. I mean, it's what should have happened. And he did receive all of this proof. Uh, I went to the post office to get it. I forwarded him all the postal paperwork, including a copy of his uh, postcard from the post office yeah. that they provided back to me. So. It is what it is. I'm very happy with the judge's decision.
4: Let me ask you the same question I asked him. Why do you think he didn't get any response? Any at all? Any idea?
3: I don't know. It could be the mailing list he provided. Maybe it was not the best mailing list to mail to, but that wasn't my choice. That was his decision.
4: All right. Well, thank you very much. Congratulations. You're going to get $2,320 from him. You have a judgment for it. And that'll conclude this case. Now let's join Judge Millian and her real life husband, who's a judge, John, Judge John, for another session of After the Verdict.
5: Marilyn, the plaintiff in this case had the burden of showing that these thousand odd postcards were actually mailed, not necessarily received on the other end, but that she mailed them. And you were convinced that there was adequate proof of that, correct?
1: Yeah, I was. I mean, I, you know, she had the printout from the post office. Um, She had uh, the conversations with the post office person. She gave that name to the defendant. I mean, there's just none so blind as he who will not see. He just didn't want to pay.
5: Right. I mean, we, we use the post office every day and they handle millions of pieces of mail. And when you take it to them, you figure it's probably going to get there on the other. I end, mean, of the fact
1: right? that, you know, maybe one piece gets lost, two pieces get lost, but right. five, uh, one thousand one thousand nine hundred and seventy five, which is what they agreed to mail first, did not get lost. I just think that what he was the product he was pimping was just not desirable for people, whatever it was that he was advertising on that card just didn't generate the calls. That doesn't mean you don't have to pay for the printing.
5: Okay, and you've done mass mailings yourself in your own life a number of times, right? I have. Is there something that you yeah. do to try to make sure that it happens? Because I do. Because obviously you could do return receipt requested on every single piece no, of mail. No, you're not that. going
1: so what, what I have done before in mass mailings, like uh, in Florida, judges are elected and both of us have run judicial campaigns. Right. So when there's a mass mailing, I always include as part of the addressees, um, myself and four or five relatives, and then I check to see if we got it. I do the same thing when I do a mass email. I'll send it to two or three of my emails, and then I'll check so to like a s-
5: test one in there. But
1: I do that, but I'm neurotic. I mean, I don't know that other people do that. I mean, I think it's, you know, I don't know what, there is nothing that man would have seen. He complained during the trial that, oh, she never sent me that document or that okay fine now you're seeing it do you feel differently now no i still don't feel differently because she did it a different way that i'm not used to and goodbye i'm done with you you know so um he just he truly didn't want to pay um and that's it
5: okay well your way is one way to make sure right
4: Well, Edie, it doesn't
6: really matter if the person is non licensed. What matters is what they are signing and what rights they're signing away. Uh, You can sign away rights um, if you end up getting hurt on a property of somebody else. Uh, But if you are really outrageously negligent, grossly negligent, and the worker gets hurt as a result, Uh, that clause limiting your liability may not be enforceable. And that will do it for this case, litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom,
7: right now.
2: These are the plaintiffs, Joseph and Kirsten McKeon. They hired the defendant to do a contracting job. The guy started it, then never showed up again. The defendant always had some sort of cockamamie excuse. They're tired of being lied to by this unreliable guy. And they're seeking the return of the $4,600 they paid him. This is the defendant, Charlie Olzeski. He says he did most of the work on the plaintiff's house, but was waiting on another payment before he continued. He knew money was tight for the plaintiffs, so he worked with them. But he's not working for free. After that, the plaintiffs found someone else to do the work. He's done with them and owes nothing. He's accused of being a no-show.
7: All parties, please raise your right hands.
6: Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiffs say they hired the defendant to do work in their house. And the guy just took the money and ran. The defendant's saying the plaintiffs actually ran out of money and he ain't working for free. It's the case of no-show, no-go. The litigants have been sworn, Your Honor.
1: Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay. Mr. and Mrs. McKeon, who wants to talk? I think I'll Mr. Speak. McKeon wants to talk. He's going to burst at the seams. All right. Uh, you are suing your former contractor because, according to you, he just didn't show up. Tell me what happened.
7: So we had started using Charlie's service uh, dating back to June to replace a kitchen floor. We had other work that we needed done, which included sheetrocking and uh uh, insulation in a basement that was unfinished at the time. Uh, we had had th- about three contracts with Charlie. The first two he completed without a problem. It was the last contract, the actual sheetrocking and insulation that he did not complete. Um, it started breaking up after he did the framing. That, well, to, to, he started off, uh, first of all, by not showing up. He had. Uh, How, what do you mean
1: by coming. not showing up?
7: Uh, Your Honor, so he had, uh, we had to track him down. We, he was supposed to start, we, we'd give him the, um, a payment of $2,000 to start the job back in October. And then we'd give him an, a, another payment in mid-October to continue to go. And then around the end of October, the beginning of November, he was supposed to do the sheetrocking and insulation. Uh, we'd given him a, a deposit of $600 for that. And then he just disappeared. He just never came back. We kept calling him and texting him, and sometimes he would respond, sometimes he wouldn't. And he always had an excuse.
1: What would he say Uh, when he responded? What would he say was the problem?
7: uh, Well, first he started by saying, well, first he didn't respond for a little while. Um, Then he started, he told my wife that he had had other uh, clients of his who had started asking him to complete the jobs that he had finished for them. Uh, and then finally, sometime around mid-November, he had told us that he was having issues with his wife and her pregnancy, and that he had been in the hospital with her. But I found that suspicious because he had also told us the same story when we had first hired him to do the kitchen job back in July, or June, rather, excuse me, uh, because he had told us the same story about why he didn't start that job right away either. Uh, and I had later come to find out through another contractor who had worked with Charlie on that kitchen floor that Charlie had lied to us back in June and July, that his wife wasn't having uh, problems with her pregnancy, that, in fact, he, the other contractor, and Charlie were both on the job when he took my call and told us that story.
1: Hmm. All right, Um, so now it's November. There's no insulation. And pipes have been put in, I guess, and you're worried about the pipes freezing. So what do you do?
7: Yes, ma'am. So that's, that's kind of how this whole thing started. We had had a problem with the kitchen floor, and then we found out that the reason we had that problem was because our pipes had all gone rotten. So we had had a plumber come in and replace everything. And so there was a, in the summer and early September, there was a little juggling of schedules. But then I had contacted Charlie. said we were ready to get the installation and sheetrock going. He had completed the framing with help from another contractor who did most of the work. And we told him, look, you know, before everything freezes, we want the insulation, the sheetrock done. And I told him, look, don't even have to do the entire room. If you just do the areas around the, the pipes, which were in the garage and the boiler room, we'd be fine. And then if everything else got delayed and pushed back, we'd understand. He said, fine, no problem. He came around, I think it was either November 9th, I think it was. We gave him a check for $600. With that, he told me he was gonna buy the insulation, he was gonna start the sheetrocking job, and that was it. That was the last time I saw him until January.
1: And what happened in January?
7: So, Your Honor, between giving him the final payment of $600 and January, I kept trying to contact him and say, hey, when are you gonna come do this job? He said, oh, I'm sorry, You know, I'll be there next week, I'll be there at the end of the week, I had this other thing happen. At one point, he told me he had another customer who had a water main break, which I don't know what that has to do with him because he's not a licensed plumber as far as I know. Uh, Then he finally gave me...
1: Tell me what day you finally said, you know what, you're done. Uh, When did you fire him?
7: It was towards the end of November. It was around Thanksgiving. November 25th is when he started telling me about the problems with his wife's pregnancy. And then it was the 27th that he told me he would need to come uh, pick up his tools, and he would have somebody send me a check for a refund for the work he didn't do. So it was around the 27th that I told him that, November 25th. I'm
1: seeing a text. I see a text here, dated November 25th. Charlie, I've got two contractors lined up to come and look at the finishing my basement this week. I need my $600 deposit back. And he says, I sent you a message explaining the issues with my wife. If you can't wait for me, I will go over the contract and return what is owed back to you. Oh, and I don't appreciate you calling me a blank on the phone. Mr. Olszewski, um, what was it that you overheard on the phone?
6: Uh, When I was on the phone with him, he must have thought that he hung his phone up, but he didn't hang up the phone. So I heard him calling me some verbal words.
1: Yeah, the one that's in the text? Okay, so I know words. Uh All right, but uh, why weren't you there? If he gave you the deposit in uh, the first week of November, why is it the last week of November and you haven't done, you haven't at least insulated the pipes, which was the only concern he had in terms of timing?
6: Just as the text says, and and my wife was having problems with the pregnancy, and my, we also have a, uh, at the time, my son was only a year and a half old, and she was pregnant with my daughter, who is five months old now. So I had to be there with her. But did What did you do? Are you them? saying
1: that for three weeks? Just a second. Are you saying that for three weeks you didn't work? Because that's three weeks. It's a lot of time.
6: Uh, no. Between three weeks, I did do some other work. So I'm not denying y- it. Y-
1: you must have done it for other people, not for him. And at some point, you say to him, all right, I'll figure out what I should return to you. So he demands that you Correct. return the 600, and you don't return it to him. Why don't you return it to him?
6: Because part of that six hundred, the original contract that we had, there was another. He didn't pay me in full for that for that contract. I was never paid I in did. full. There was still an eight hundred and fifty dollars balance to the job if I completed it. Then the six hundred, there was more money that was that I spent on material that I tried to explain to him.
1: I uh, I gotta be honest with you. I know I come from a construction family. I understand. What I would do when I wanted the contractor to show up at my house and not at other people's houses is I had the best breakfast in town. And I would cook up the eggs and bring the little cafecito to all of the workers to make sure that if they were going to pick a house to go to, it was going to be mine. And this is... These are people working for my brother and my father, okay? You know, because they subcontractors. So I know how this works. I dare say he does, too, because... He, it's not like he was, you weren't here the next day, you're fired, like I see some litigants do. It's not like he didn't wait a while. I mean, I understand what you're saying. The health of your wife, obviously, is paramount to his pipes. So, but, dude, a lot of time passed. A lot of time. And, you know, And I was also at very, some point, you got to pay also, attention. And when you tell me that the 600 was for other stuff, I have to point out to you the following... I have to point out that on the contract, and I believe this is your handwriting. Uh-huh, correct. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. It says, insulation deposit 600 mm-hmm. That's you acknowledging that you got a $600 deposit for insulation. It's only three words to interpret. So why wouldn't he correct. be right originally when he demanded his $600 back?
6: He was right.
1: Then why didn't you give him back his $600? Because I wouldn't be here. So listen, I would be here anyway, but you guys wouldn't be here if you had paid him back the 600 so why didn't you? Now he's suing you, and we'll get into that in a moment for $4,600. Because what
6: happened was... Well, what happened was he said he's going to get another contractor, then this, you know, then a lot of things were happening, and it was like, okay, after that, you're find someone else, you're going to do someone else. You got my tools. I didn't get my tools. I had to bring the state police there to well, get Well, we're going to talk tools.
1: about the tools in a so, second. Hold on, we haven't gotten to the tools, because the tools don't happen until January. So now all of December passes... And you figure out your light bulb My goes wife on. had the baby. Some...
6: My wife was. When was a baby the baby born? January 29th.
1: January 29th, your wife had the baby. So I'm talking about December. Okay? Uh All of December. So we're talking about two months before the baby. So you, listen, this baby was an excuse for a long time. The excuses are done with the baby, okay? When do you realize that you have left your tools at his house?
6: Oh, I knew they were there. I didn't, I, I knew that they were there.
1: Well, you write a text to him on November 27th. Okay, I will need to pick up my tools. You can leave them by the garage. Just let me know when. And my secretary will send you a check. To which he responds, you can bring me the check when you pick up your stuff. Otherwise, I'll leave them outside when I get the check. And you say, I need them tomorrow, the tools. And then he says, then I'll need my $600 check tomorrow. Now, you were about to say, I was only saying that, why? To get your tools? Correct. Well, what kind of Correct. terrible admission is that? You're just like a, you're a liar when, to get what you want? That's what you're telling me in the middle of I a trial when you're testifying under oath? Be, and you don't legally, laugh because you not allowed legally to hold his tools hostage, which obviously you ended up finding out. In fact, correct. what happens legally, you go is go with not the police to, hold to his house truth. when? When did you go with the police to his house? That happened in January? Yeah,
6: that's yes, your honor you. of the
7: actual date. Your Honor, it
1: was When did January that happen, Mr.
7: McKinney? And he never it was January fifth, and he never actually came back to get his tools after after he left them there back in the well. Florida you
1: made Denver. it clear you weren't yeah, but you made it clear you weren't going to release it. So I'm not Only surprised because he ended up here, Your
7: Honor. Well, of course,
1: I know I know what hijacking means. You want something? It's just that you don't have a right to do that. So he goes over if there with he the, actually police, showed up to the police, and the police educate. Don't talk over me. You go there with the police, and the police and he knock on your door. And how did you react? How did that make you feel that the police were knocking on your door with him in January?
8: Um, actually, he wasn't home. I was, and it's... It oh, with... tell me all about it. I, 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 w- I don't know. I was, I was quite shocked. It, w- it seemed like it was out of the blue. Okay. Honor, what did the police say? Had... Um, they were extremely polite and said that uh, he needs to collect his tools. Uh, and... They told me they could be arrested. Yeah, they told me that I could be ra- arrested. And, you, you mind
1: not um, coaching her in my presence? Let her answer. She can speak for I'm sorry. herself. Okay. Go ahead. Don't oh, mansplain. God. Okay. Go ahead, Ms. <laughs>
8: <laughs> so Go the, ahead. You told me that I needed to, get to, uh, to give them back, and so I walked okay. down to the garage and opened the garage so that they can come in, and actually, um, I, you know, I, I pointed out to where it was, and I said, you know, my kids' college stuff was also in the garage, and I pointed that out. And the police officer actually joked with me and said, "Don't worry about it. We know he, you know, Charlie asked for the for the crockpot too, but as a joke." <laughs> and so everybody was kind of pleasant. All right. Anyway, you got your tools
1: correct on that day, sir. Yeah. And so yeah, what we're talking about, about that? now, now that he knocked on your door with the police, magically your $600 claim becomes a $4,600 claim. Please to explain how it mushroomed into a $4,600 claim.
7: Well, Your Honor, I feel that Charlie lied to us, and he lied to the police.
1: How is that sane? How would... How how do you figure a judge is going to do that, say, oh, you know what? Now you work for free because you lied. I mean... He's a contractor, you know, no offense to contractors, really, no I offense, dad, dad, no offense, brother, but, you know, I mean, he's, he's hustling, he's doing a thousand things. Yeah, okay, you don't like how he works, that's fine, but you're entitled to what you're entitled to. You're not entitled to ching-ching, let that cash register ring, and all of a sudden get all your money back for work he did do. But I had Which to you were happy with, or you wouldn't in. have given him the six hundred dollars deposit.
7: Yes, your honor, right. But I had to pay somebody else to come in and finish the job, and he didn't even do most of the work. He had two other guys working with him who showed up
1: without. So start. what? Yeah, who you didn't pay those two guys? other guys. He did. What difference does that make, your honor? Make? He, he. All right. I'm finding in favor. Weeks. I'm he done. I'm me. done. I'm done. Yes, he lied to you. You had a bad relationship with each other. I think you're right. I, I you know, I think, uh, I think, I think that he is just in the same position as most contractors that I have met in my life, their dance card is full and they go to the person who last paid them because they're always constantly, you know, with a a big snowball right behind their heads rushing to get whatever done or not rushing. One or the other. So we're done. So I do find in the favor of Mr. and Mrs. McKeon in the correct amount, the amount of the deposit for insulation that they paid you and that you didn't do anything for, and I'm ordering you to return the $600 plus prejudgment statutory interest since the time he should have paid you, plus, of course, your court costs. That's my verdict. Good luck, folks. Thank you, Thank you Your, Honor. your
4: Honor. So the plaintiff is going to get uh, $600, not the extra $4,000 they were suing for. The uh, defendant, Mr. Olzeski, let me ask you a quick question. It really sounds like you took yeah. them for quite a ride for a long time, didn't you?
6: I really didn't. I was very patient with them. They, uh, they, at certain times, they didn't wanted they wanted to piece the job. So there was times where I had to wait for them to finally say, "Okay, we want to do the next stage of the job."
4: Well, anyway, I hope you've learned something from this case. You lost it, and you got to give the six hundred bucks back, the deposit. Mr. and Ms. McKeon, let me ask you a question. How much more did you have to spend to get the job done with the other people you hired?
7: A little over $3,000.
4: Okay. All right. Were you going to give that to him if he'd finished the job?
7: Absolutely. If he'd showed up to do the insulation like we asked him, we had planned on continuing to use him. We didn't have a bad relationship with him until this happened
4: yeah all right well i don't know if you've learned anything from this or not anyway you should be satisfied you're going to get 600 bucks back not four thousand. you all right with that part of the
7: decision absolutely he owes us that 600 dollars back that's really what we wanted
4: okay well you're going to get it congratulations now nice let us uh, join judge million and her husband judge john for another session of after the verdict here they are
5: before you were a judge before you were even a lawyer you were a contractor's daughter, right. so you, you definitely know the ins and outs of this. In fact, you and I renovated three or four houses during our marriage. Some of them were big renovations. One of them, you had no kitchen for like six months. I were gave birth to
1: Alex, right. and I was in the hospital giving birth, and they were knocking out our kitchen. That's
5: right. We were be- right. literally just washing dishes in the bathroom sink for, right. for many months. But in, in a situation like this where you've got contractor and homeowner, there's this dynamic between the power or the leverage that they both have, obviously. The homeowner is the money tree, has the check, can pay when the work is completed, when it's done right,